Now boarding for Rebuild of Joycast, your weekly destination for anime, manga, and more. Welcome back, everyone, to Joycast. I am much more energetic and chipper than ever because the housing process is starting to boil down. It's all in the bank's hands now. There's not. There's very. There's really not much left for me to do. He's a happy so boy. So I was. I, I was asleep two weeks ago. I was still tired last week, but now I'm back to normal. <laughs> I mean, whatever normal is for me, I don't know. How you doing, Val? I am doing great. It's just, I, I, I'm a busy boy lately. I'm getting things done, or well, I'm organizing things to get done very soon. Uh, it, it, it's been a pretty productive week. I'm not gonna. As I'm not gonna get anything be. other than that, really. I know. What was it? Production is boring. All right. We don't talk about production. <laughs> but yeah. But, uh, so. I you want, you want to just jump into our triumvirate? Like, let's go classic I, Joycast here. I, I I do actually, because then we can we can shoot the shit like a after we've like covered all this stuff. What do you want to talk about first? Because I think a lot of stuff has happened in the manga that we're reading this week. Or we yeah, could we, we could we, start we, with a newcomer. We could start with the newcomer. Um, no, I would save the newcomer for last. Let's go with My Hero Academia first. Three ninety five, because this segues into what happened last week. We talk about how. The readers really lost their shit over what happened. Mm. And when you really listen to people's arguments, it was like no one was going to be happy. There's people that wanted Toga to be redeemed, and there's people that wanted Toga to die. They specifically wanted Chaco to kill Toga. And we know from a fact, we've already had this discussion, we know for a fact that for the longest time, we know it was expressly written, especially during that scene with Ochako and Deku on the cliff, mm -hmm. talking about how they wanted to save their, their respective villains. We knew this was never going to happen. Hmm. That being said, there's absolutely no way in hell that Horikoshi is going to let his lunchbox girl rot in hell and in jail. Hmm. So obviously, the clearly the inescapable outcome was a self-sacrifice, as you and I would expect from these villains that they would be, um, as you call it, a Disney-fied like. Well, how do you how do you describe it? Like, uh, like I Tarzan? described it as a uh, um, a self a self-inflicted. Death essentially, yeah. or um, accidentally uh, self-inflicted death, but with Ochan, so with Toga, it was intentional. And there, was, I really liked how they wrapped this up. It was very overlong. I, it was, for some yeah. reason, when it comes to Ochako and all her surroundings, it's always these very long, repetitive monologues. Hmm. And it, and that fluffs the chapter. I, I, well, I, in all fairness, the, in this one, Ochako didn't really get to say fuck all. Well, well, yeah, well, say, well, like I say, it was it's the people that surround Ochako as well. But if we get to the meat, the themes as it's going on here, oh, Toga, she found someone she wanted. Because for, for Toga, it's about loving someone. Mm -hmm. And she thought that her way of loving people was taking their blood. Until this moment, she found someone she wanted to give blood to. She died also being fully fulfilled. Hmm. Horikoshi did a brilliant job here. He, this was a have your cake and eat it too moment. He I got a redemption for Toga and he also got her out of the fucking picture. Because she, she can't be redeemed, but she did her best. She, this was the best possible outcome. And based hmm. on what, I, what I'm seeing... When the leaks, people were freaking the fuck out during the leaks. Once the full chapter was out, a lot of people are on the same page and they agree this was the best outcome. I think the 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 the, out, the uproar has finally calmed. We've we've let Horikoshi cook and now we've been presented the plate, the fully 
finished cooked plate that is the Yochako Toga fight that has been teased for years. I am very happy with this outcome. What about you, mm. Mal? Uh, I, th I, I think that could have been more fight to it. I mean, like, I, I feel like it was more of, uh, because obviously, like you said, Ochako's whole thing was that she was trying to save Toga with words rather than trying to have, like, a big full-blown fight with her. And I also agree that this is the absolute best outcome that you could have for Toga as a character, being the one character out of all the villains that probably had the most, like, you know, to question in terms of, um, like, the way they, they go about things, I guess? Because Darby, we, we both agree that Darby... Was Dabby's absolutely a force of nature. Darby's a force of nature, and and he has to like burn himself out. He he burned himself to a crisp. That's like you know the Clayton kind of death that I referred to before. Yeah, and then, and we were denied that. Like we, as we you see been, the beginning of this yeah. chapter, because look at but Darby is also Dabby a character that kind of deserves to be in jail, or at least like. Yeah, oh yeah, he fucking deserves I, it, and I, he will. I, I, I'm not going to say that someone deserves to be set on fire, actually, to that degree. Like, no, I can't, I can't even but say Dobby, that about no, a fictional character. That. Dobby agrees. Dobby agrees with you, though. <laughs> I know, I know he but does. But look at it. Look how fucked Endeavor is right now. I He's know. He's really over his entire family's body, protecting them from twice. I love that. So you, you were, we were briefly talking about this chapter before the podcast. Mm -hmm. And you talked about how you were surprised... That we saw this out, and and you, you the the, yes, uh, the, yes, the yes. readers would agree with the readers would agree with you. They thought that this fight was over, and we were going to move on to the next fight, this chapter. But instead, we already get an epilogue for what's going down. We mm -hmm. see that all the twices are disappearing. We see Endeavor protecting his family. We Hawks see how they got to the edge carved of up. It, it is Hawks, right? It was Hawks getting that's, carved yeah, that's up. That's Hawks. They were literally about to stab Hawks, and they just narrowly miss. Well, they, they didn't. No, they didn't even not stab him. The, the knife is literally cutting down him. It's just that, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, like literally, literally, he he was gonna stab him in the exact same place that he stabbed twice, and they went for the reach, and they just missed. Like they went straight down, and they cut his fucking mm -hmm. his snack packs. He was like, he was literally inches from death. I had trouble even recognizing it as Hawks because he doesn't even have like the little stubby wings or anything. I know yeah, he's yeah, all out, because but... he took because he took his quirk. Yeah. Uh, oh wait, his quirk's gone. Yeah, his quirk is straight up gone. Wait, wait, wait. I, I didn't. All for when... one took it. All for one took it. I didn't. I didn't realize. What? Uh, obviously, ago. Uh, obviously in the con in the fight, but I it didn't register to me that he stole Hawks's quirk. I don't know. Maybe I kind of assumed that Hawks's quirk was like. I don't understand how, like, you know, the, the quirk stealing works. Like, I would have thought, like, why it would just he steal? Gone. Like, he, you know, it, 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 when, when all for one steals a quirk, everything is gone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, like, in the way that it, in the way that it works, like, I we, guess you're talking you just... about mutation quirks. Where like physical objects. If there's a there's a flashback. No, 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 no. Well, let me, let me, let me, let me get this out. So, okay. so what I mean is, in the way that, like, you know, his quirk is in the condition he's in and everything. The fact that all of his wing, his feathers were just gone, basically, and he was just like nothing essentially i was kind of like when you just said he's stolen the quirk i'm like well how does that work does he just now grow the wings immediately and they're like 100 percent work for him or yeah, he, something you, you because go to, of you go back to the chapter all for one has it he has okay he has, oh, okay. He, has, he, has, he, has he has fierce I, wings now i i don't know how that didn't register to me then somehow I, there was I, a I, lot there was those chapters a lot was going on probably there's there so much going on like it's kind of nice in, in like Ochako and Toga's finale like, has you and I said focused. that this was very long because I agree this was super long and, and to a degree I'm almost like you could have cut this by half because we've covered like a, a lot of this stuff already you're even like reusing literal like bits from the previous chapter 
But he's, and, he's, and just, he's just letting but, Toga have his last, her last moment. Like, yeah, it's there. It, it, it's it's a I, like Toga is clearly a character that Horikoshi enjoys the most because she has the most depth to her out of all the of League all of the Villains, Villains characters. Yes. I mean, he has done an admirable job with characters like Spinner. We never imagined that Spinner's like you know final arc was going to be that impactful, did we? At least not in that Based way. Based on how the anime was treating it and the way the editors were acting, I was pleasantly surprised they were allowed to do what they did. We yeah. knew where it was going. We just didn't think it was possible. The, yeah. way, it was <laughs> the way he was treated up to that point. Like, we thought that, like, Spinner was kind of going to be Shigaraki's redeemer or savior and stuff like that. And, and, and he kind and of was. Might still it might still happen. I don't know. I think he's too fucked up and just, yeah, like, yeah, brainwashed I, I agree. at this like, point. It, it, it might be fucking over. Yeah, I, I mean, the but, League but of the Villains... But the last time we saw him, Kur Kurogiri was transporting him. Mm. So he oh. could end up somewhere. Maybe, I mean, uh... I, I kind of feel still like... still hope for Spinner. I kind of feel like for Spinner, it's going to be more like Shigaraki's, like, reaction to look at the state that this man's, like, plans have put your friends in. Because Spinner is actually his friend. Spinner's his one and only true friend, and I, ge I genuinely think he's going to be there at the end. Because hmm. cause you got that point with Mirio where Mirio pulls a Woody from Kingdom Hearts and says, you you don't have friends, do you? <laughs> and Shiki got really pissed about that. That was like the best moment of that entire game. I won't get into it, but I think I've said before Kingdom Hearts 3 is a massive disappointment. But that scene is so fucking good. It's iconic. Mm -hmm. but, it um, is. But it, it, this was good. It was a bit long. Yeah. But I was genuinely thinking that we were going to cut back to all this stuff afterwards and get like reports and details for like an epilogue of sorts in what happened to these people after these events and i kind of i would have really liked that probably considering the fast-paced nature of everything going on yeah you know it, but it's, this, it's very jarring how much this chapter slowed things down it is because uh it, it's been nice for these past two chapters that we aren't jumping from thing to thing because there have been so and many what perspectives is there left to jump on because that's the reason why there was an initial uproar because you were like i want to see the all might fight i, and all that. And I like, do i do want to see the all might fight as i keep saying and now you know the one thing i don't know what the fuck's gonna happen now the Ayama in the corn maze. Uh, the, the, what, I'm what, telling what, you, what? there's nothing there. There's nothing there's, at the no, corn no, maze. No, at this point, what is the purpose of that? I, I agree with you. Why would we go there now at any fucking point? I I think he was just kind of. What is there left for Ayama to fucking do with that gum? I don't <sighs> get it. Because uh, this right here was quite the fucking climax. Wait, like I, from I, here on out, now it, like it's like All Might versus All for One and Deku versus Shiggy finale. What is there left to do? I was gonna say Aoyama. You've mentioned we that now. It's a like a lot here. Aoyama does really need like his. I know he had his redemption. His redemption. He already was, had it. Yeah, his redemption was being like, "Yo, I'm the spy, and I'm and and like obviously uh, uh, betraying all for one." Yeah. But um, I, I I just kind of think that maybe he needs that last little bit. I mean, for fuck's sake, even our boy in, in, Nonoma Nomana No Nonoma. Quirk copy Monoma? boy. Monoma. Yes. Yeah, Monoma even has had like, you know, some fucking like moments. So where's Aoyama's? He needs it. He really does. I, I forgot that he was at the corn maze, but um, I, I, I would say give up on the corn maze, Ivan. <laughs> like I know, I know. I'm, I'm telling you right now, I'm giving up on it. I, 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 I want the bare minimum expectation so that it'll surprise me if he gets back to it. Yeah. Otherwise, people are also bitching about Eraserhead versus Kurogiri. 
I don't know what that's about. Like they've but, already had their I observations mean, in the jail cell. Yeah, Yuri's kind of gone. Yeah, yeah, and I'm because that, but that moment he 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 spurts out. It's for Shiggy's sake. Yeah, I. Uh, I'm sure they'll do something, but like I feel like that's already like him getting everyone all in the same place. I feel like that was it for Kurogiri. I think so as well. I mean, as you know, I was quite happy with how that turned out because I was a bit like, uh, the idea of like years and years and years of brainwashing, like you know, turned around by friendship all of a sudden. I know what a waste. The doctor did such a great job. I'd hate for that to go to waste. Well, I mean, that, that's the thing. It it does undermine like the. It would undermine the fucked up shit well, that like goes on in MHA. It's the fact that he's a fucking corpse. Like he's dead. Yeah, that's what no but, are. It's it, like. My Hero Academia has, we, we've talked about it before, My Hero Academia has done such a good job on the danger that this world has actually, like, holds for you, especially when you are a child and, like, even though you have these amazing powers, you're vulnerable to these yeah. people, these things. We, 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 we've had that discussion where, like, there's a really dark, there's a big, dark child abduction thing going on in the yeah. world of My Hero Academia that Horikoshi has never really gotten a chance to discuss. But he has. And, that, and, that, that's and, what the Darby thing was. I mean, we agree that it yeah, was kind yeah, of yeah. shit like, because he, of All for he, One's he, involvement in it from the very beginning. That, it's just the fact that they chose that to be the way to discuss it. Like, it's, mm. it's a very unfortunate. I, I'm happy that we finally got it. It's just, I hate that All for One has to be at the bottom of everything. Yeah. I wish Darby was a completely unrelated thing. like that. So that flower man, whoever was doing the abducting, I wish that was a whole thing. Like, like let, let's say, let's say that Horikoshi is now designing a Shippuden for My Academia, and this Flowerhead guy is our first tease at a later villain. Hmm. I again, I just don't know why All for One has to be a part of like this. A, I, like, I, like a, like, that, that I like Batman how Dobby was his own thing. Like when I do the abridged version of this. There's gonna be no all for one involved here. Like, I, I'm gonna no. say with the flowerhead guy, I'm thinking like Mr. Bloom from that run of Batman where Gordon became Batman. He had the fucking mech and everything. Right. It's yeah. just, you, you got, Dobby operates best with his full. That's what makes Dobby so compelling and so powerful as a villain. I is agree. that this is all his fucking it, decision. It would have been cooler if Dobby was just. A fucking vagrant, a wanderer for like a good long while, just doing his thing until he was like, "Yeah, I'm ready to fuck my dad's dad's legacy right into the ground." Yeah, something like that. I I I always thought that's what he was doing. To be honest, not the whole like, "Oh, I was actually in like a hidden institution for children with superpowers, funded by all for one and everything." Specifically brought me and, and, to. And, and I and I've probably just been released into the world because all for one wants me to help fucking Shigaraki or some shit. Because it makes Dobby a pawn. It does, doesn't it? And I don't like Dobby's. I I, I like the rest of the league having so, like they, they're not as pawns because they got their own wills and stuff. But with Dobby, it was like Dobby's will was so much stronger than everyone else's. And just by making him a pawn, it works for the other league members. But yeah. for Dobby, it really undermines his character. Toger is a child born into a world that is not favorable towards the mold that she has been born into. It's a similar thing for Shigaraki and his household and, you know, his want for destroying, breaking down everything. Shiraki's Dobby was just... specifically a victim of hero society where, where his family was not emotionally available to him mm -hmm. because hero society just took so much from it. Yeah, yeah, he yeah, yeah. He, he, Shiggy could not stand the fact that his grandparents, um, well, it was, it was Shiki's father, could not stand the fact that his mother gave so much to more the about world. the rest of the world yeah. than him. And mm. he put that on Shiggy. 
Yeah. And it, it, that, that was super good. But then Darby, I don't know. It, he, I, I know you hate the argument of, like, you know, eugenics and, like, DNA and shit like that. But Darby is, like, literally oh, is, fucking... It, it, it's a big oh, yeah, part he, of... He, he's, it, no, it's, I it's like a big Darby because he's, no, like, he's, like, fuck eugenics. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, I mean, that, that is also a big part of, like, why he is such a threat as well. When you get into the idea that, oh, wait, he was li- literally bred to be, like, one of the yes. best fucking heroes Again, on the it, planet. It's the best criticism of that. It's, like, fuck this Japanex and eugenics shit. Here's the product of that. Mm. Like, when you start getting worried about bloodlines and mixing together and getting the strongest outcome, you forget that these are fucking human fucking Oh, yeah, 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 but I, I, I mean and that... Dobby it, got fucked by this. He did get fucked by it, but I mean, it's about, like, the level of power that he has because he was, like, built for it. Yes. That's that's no, kind of what puts him above everyone else. He was, the, he was the reject. Like, he, he had the wrong mishmash, and he got abandoned for that. Yeah, no, it, 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 it made him Because society super... could not see, through Endeavor, could not see... How that combination worked. Mm-hmm. It was short thinking. It, it's super good. Like that. That's we, we've been stuck on Darby for a bit, but I guess because that goes we through. love Darby. We, fucking, we love Darby. I, we've always loved Darby. I think I said from fucking. I thought ages ago. The instant Darby showed up and he almost had that fight with Shigaraki, I was like, "No, don't do a Shigaraki. That man will kill you." Like, yeah, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. He tried to fight with Shigaraki, so immediately this guy's fucking cool because he's got his own thing. Yeah, it's it's so much cooler. Man, it th- does. Th- th- Dobby is initially immediately introduced having his own agency, and so like I said, we go back to all for one and the child abduction stuff. It's like anytime you undermine that agency, it really, really hurts that character. Honestly, I don't because think that. Because that is the I, selling I, point. I don't think Horikoshi really had Darby's entire backstory thought out properly, and maybe probably struggled with like where was he during that point? Because his entire introduction goes completely against the idea that he was in a facility run by All for One and pushed out into the world to help Shigaraki. Because it's implied that he just saw Stain and was just ultra inspired. Yes, he, yes, that, that's how again how Ochako was introduced as a as a, um, as a working that, class hero. Mm-hmm. The, the League of Villains. The initial core group of League of Villains were all Stain stands. Yeah. They all, they all, the Stain was like this fucking, like, um, he was this huge ripple effect. His, his, his arrest got all the villains up in arms and they're like, oh, Stain's so cool. Let's go follow Stain and, and we need the best possible, and Shiggy's the closest to this. Right it, it means even more that, um, Endeavor is the one who arrested Stain as well, technically. I mean, technically it was, um, on the books, yes. Yeah, on on the books, uh, that it was uh, Endeavor who arrested Stain. So that would add even more to like you know Darby's motivation. It's like I've been inspired oh, by is. this man. I'm gonna get out there and like do do what I've always wanted because now's the fucking time. This man has shown me that. Oh, there he fucking is. Even more reason for it. But we should really get off Darby. We could talk about Darby all day. We proved that time and time again. Really. <laughs> It's a, it's about Toga. This is a great end for Toga, honestly. The self-sacrifice and whatnot. My friend pointed something out, actually. And he said, why is it that Toga can make clones? Because obviously she has Bubagawari's quirk, twice his quirk. But then the clones do everything that she says, even though she's made clones of people that have their own agendas going on. Because I, my friend Adam, you know, fucking Overwatch 3v3's Adam, was saying that um, all of the clones that Twice makes thinks that they are the original person that he made them from. Which that is why he's all... That has to do with Twice's psyche. That's yeah. all Twice's mental Oh, that's it's all problems. just Twice's mental problems? Yeah. Like, e- even... 
with uh because he because okay. after sad man's parade he he corrects that he finally gets full control of them oh okay then okay then that makes more sense so yes, and initially yes they all think they're twice but then after sad man's parade during the um the uh is that something the that they really the they, they they all finally start aligning with shiggy oh yeah i got that but that was... no, 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 i'm actually get twice yeah, but that was of clones of himself, as far as I can tell. Is he, did he know, ever even, like? E did... Even 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 the clones of other people as well. Okay, that's pretty fuck. That that's a pretty great extension of his power. I, I wasn't sure they don't really talk about that, do they? I feel like and, and was, uh, up until that arc, I'm pretty sure he never made clones of himself. Hmm. Because of that fear, like anytime he did another another person, they all understood the rules. But anytime he made a clone of himself, they didn't know, and he would have these existential crises. But hmm. then that event forces him to make clones of himself, and that's when he. Gets that's right. That's right. Yeah. Okay. Okay. That 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 makes more sense. Okay. And, yeah. and I and I guess that extends to Toga. I guess just not having that mental block. I guess. Yeah, Toga doesn't have that issue. She doesn't have that fucking uh, identity issue. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Uh. I don't really have much else to say about this, except that uh, the art was great and everything, but, you know, not that I'm taking a special notice of it, but just that bit where Toga's, like, naked and standing over, like, Ochako's body. Damn, Hari, you really put the details on the costume, didn't you? Like, the, the, Ochako's the, costume? Yeah, yeah there, there's just, like, a sheen on the breast hair and everything that I was like, I, I can tell you're trying to draw my eye there. Orikoshi, I don't. Hey, really... She's covered in blood. That that she, she is. That's, that's the reflection off the blood. She's yeah. No, I, I got that. It, it's it's just a part of it that like my eye is just naturally drawn to because of like the lighting and everything. And I'm just like, what the fuck, man? Stop it. I know. <laughs> yeah, it's just it's one. Of, I forget sometimes that Horikoshi is horny. I, they're all all mangaka are horny. Yeah, yeah. Do you want to talk? Do you want to talk about One Piece or Chainsaw Man? No, Chainsaw Man first. Okay then. We gotta stay horny. Chainsaw Man begins like, like yeah, Chainsaw Man one thirty six begins like a a Twitter conversation, basically with a student. Well, it begins with Denji's shitty normal life now. It is though. It's it's the bit where it's like, hey, you're wearing a Chainsaw Man shirt. Then it's like, you know, Chainsaw Man has probably been stealing all everything from like you know this person, and then this dude just comes in. What are you dissing this person? And then just like lashing out immediately. Denji's back to normal life, but not for long. I honestly thought we were going to get a school chapter as Denji and I i don't know why his name always eludes me for some reason. Shindo? You, Shindo. I just sat there watching a movie as a demon is just laid down in front of the screen, covered in blood, already dead. They are unbothered by this naturally because... um. It turns out the theater now has their own personal devil hunters, like, you know, manning the theater. And uh, it, it, it's it's in its own way kind of showing that, like, the Chainsaw Man church is just going around doing all the freaking work and dedicating themselves to these, like, you know, uh, public spaces to defend them. And uh, to a degree, it's like, yeah, it's, it's more peaceful because of it. Uh, Shindo in the middle of the film, actually, I, I do love the bit where it's like, He's trying to, like, talk about this stuff, and Denji's just like, stop talking, I'm watching the movie. And that's obviously, like, something that, uh, he got from Makima, isn't it, really? Um, yeah, yep. It, it, it's one of those things where it's like, I like the callbacks, because, you know, I'm a part one stand, basically. Um, I like the callbacks to part one, and, like, the 
the things that he's learned from people, the memories that he has of them. Like at one point he like talked about power briefly, at least it's implied. As uh, Shindo is basically like, hey, dude, I set up a date for you. Uh, she's in my class. She's always wanted to talk to you, apparently. And this black-haired girl, you know, just sits down next to him. Denji explains, look, I'm down in the dumps. I ain't really... I, I'm an amazing dude. I'm just not in the mood for company. And I want to be alone. And she's touching my wiener. She touches his fucking wiener, and that's not allowed. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I do like the Twitter reaction for this, where everyone's just making jokes about, like, this fucking strumpet is assaulting Denji. I actually, so how, how is Neyuda gonna fucking take that? Yeah, I, I, I'm... It's, it's the thing where uh, everyone's kind of saying, Denji, how does it work out every other time a woman even smiles at you? And it's, it's it, I, I, even I myself, I've got to be honest, I feel like this is a big filler chapter. I don't say that. No, this big is a filler. great chapter. It's because filler. It's see, filler. You get, see, you get to see Denji's life without Chainsaw Man. He is fucking miserable. And this pays off because, as you mentioned a couple chapters back, Sh uh, Shindo asked Denji who his ideal girl was. And mm -hmm. he said desperate. So that's what he's getting right now. This is a payoff to a joke made many chapters ago. I don't see it like that. I'm kind of... I'm... Also, again, if you want to talk, talk about the foil stuff, we are now in a theater again. Yeah. Just like he was I with won. Nakama. We're having some awakenings here. I kind of wanted to stay in school, I guess. I don't know. I, I, like I said, I'm not just trying to criticize it for the sake of criticizing it. It's just, it's, and I'm not the, you know how I said, like, you know, I, I gave the, uh, the, the made up example of like, oh, like Denji prison break or something like that. That's not what I want. I mean, he's just... in a prison right now. He's in a, he. This is a, <laughs> more of a mental prison right now. <laughs> it, it, it's not what I want necessarily, or like anything like that. It's it's just like an example in the moment while I'm explaining it of wh where could this have gone to both like move the plot along, but also like move these characters into like shift them into the next phase. Because I I'm still thinking more on uh, Asa right now. And how she's, in my opinion, just lacklusterly slipped into the role Again, of, like, they you really know. Put, they re I said that last week. They really jumped that really quickly. They went from her not being involved to suddenly she's just fucking killing it as a devil rat to the point where people mm -hmm. are starting to, like, um... Question if Chainsaw, Chainsaw Man is even respond, even though I don't even understand why they'd be suspicious of Chainsaw Man. Yeah, you literally how have Chainsaw Man kind of has a bit of a signature... Yeah, it's like... He's a lot more obvious than you, Asa has been. You literally have, like, TV crews, I'm pretty sure, probably witnessed him fucking jump into action and murder but things. But it's because she has a public identity. I think that's what they're getting at, is the fact Maybe. that we know who Asa Mitaka is versus Chainsaw Man wears a helmet. So who the fuck knows who's in there, in he their He can't eyes? help it if he has a helmet. I know. And I'm also confused. I'm I'm also confused because we didn't really mention it last time, but the distinction that there's a black chainsaw man and a red chainsaw man. Yeah, this is manga stuff. But but it's the fact that they imply inferred that the black-headed chainsaw man has been around for ages and is the one that actually took the power from war. Yeah, that that was some kind of reveal. Yeah, that will be more clarified later in the future. But I, I agree. 
Nah, nah. It's just sort of that, I, that, that was very that was very sprung up like okay there's black we don't call him we don't call him weed whacker man we don't call him two ch saw man we call him black chainsaw man yeah it, it, it's like I I I still don't think this is like and bad. he's responsible for everything it's, it's like, oh, not okay it's I not, guess I have to take your word for it yeah it, it's not bad manga like you said the other week I am not not enjoying myself but uh, again I I can't even. There's just a degree of skepticism in me that now even, like, you know, this would have made me laugh, like, months ago or something like that. And I'm kind of like, well, what 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 are you getting at now? Yeah, yeah, Denji, she's touching your wiener. I can see that. I understand. It's a new experience for you. Funny face and everything like that. But I, I, I just want to get to something, I guess. Something more. I want, I want, hmm. I don't know what I want because I'm a fucking consumer. Okay, Fujimoto uh, will tell you what you want soon. Just go, just go along for the ride. Yeah, yeah. I just don't want to seem like I'm just bitching out on Chainsaw Man because, like, oh, everyone loves Chainsaw Man now, so I can't like it now. I, there's just something going on here that just isn't tickling my balls. And I want to talk about Wild Strawberry or One Piece. Uh, well, now we'll do now, so now we'll do One Piece now. Okay, then. I'm I, Okay. So, One Piece... 1088 is finally fucking going somewhere finally right. so this has all been cool the assault on pirate island from sword from garp is super cool also we got this very nice picture on the opening page of the classic one piece crew drawn with the current style like you know classic characters like arlong park uh stage characters um all the key players of uh East Blue Arc, you got Kuro, you got Arlong, Mihawk, Garp. Garp's there, I guess that's because he's important. I thought, I could have swore that uh, I thought Don Krieg was there. In fact, it looks like he might be there actually in the middle, but his face is covered up by the title and the crew. And they look freaking great. Nami's hair is even a bit different. It's in, it's wavy and it's um it's in conjunction with the Netflix yeah, uh, live action series. You're, you're seeing all the guys that you're going to see on Netflix. Yeah, which... Obviously, as much as I said that I I don't particularly want to watch it, I I kind of have to. Ivan will make I mean, me. I mean, I I have to as well. I yeah, have. we 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 got to talk about our opinions on it in some degree. So I might check out an episode our or jobs two. Depend on it. See how I feel. So the chapter opens up with a lesson from Garb. Lesson one: A baby and an old man are stranded on an island full of fierce beasts. You're on a boat that can hold up to maximum of, of two. What do you do? And Kobe's like, well, I'd get off the boat myself, and that way both, no, you dunce, yes, you leave the old man to die, because yeah, the future, them boomers. the the future is what you need to think about, and, you know, the, the, the infinite potential of a, of a, of a youth, really. Um, as we then cut back to the assault on Pyra Island, and, uh, we, we see a bit of the context of, uh, Kobe, how Kobe got captured. And it was that a bunch of Marines were captured by Blackbeard and Kobe put himself up to, uh, you know, take the fall and be captured by Blackbeard. Uh, you know what a better villain would have said? You know what Fuhrer Bradley would have said? You think that one man's life can uh, substitute like a million or something like that? Ah, oh, Full Metal Alchemist was so good. Yeah, but yeah, no, but fucking, uh, fucking Blackbeard's like, ha, 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 you really, like, you really value yourself that highly. Yeah. Man, I thought yeah. that was fucking funny. It was, but he still takes the deal. 
<laughs> he still That's fucking true. takes the deal. He's All still a cartoon character. Yeah, precisely. And then we cut back to potentially current events. I'm still lost on that. We cut back to current events, I guess, with, um, uh, What's his name? Uh, Pizzazio, or whatever the fuck he is, the island island fruit user, uh, about to crush a ship covered, like, full of, you know, the, uh, the liberated slaves, marines, uh, captains and stuff like that, and Garp is just on the ground, kind of reeling as, uh, everyone's trying to defend him, and Garp basically gives them all a bunch of orders and as under pressure as they all are guess what they all spring into action because you know that's what he's trained them to do they're his fucking best pupils as far as we can tell so the hand is going towards the island everyone's kind of like spread out doing their thing Helmeppo takes a cannonball for Kobe and Hell this yeah. other guy we gotta give it to Helmeppo. He's come a long fucking way, Helmeppo's obviously. Helmeppo's fucking sick in this chapter. He he, he is. Uh, you know, it's one of the it's one of those things I like about Helmeppo, where he's never doing anything quite as cool as Kobe. But you know what? It, Kobe literally wouldn't be able to succeed if Helmeppo wasn't there to take some he's, lumps he, he's for him. Kobe's he's Kobe's Usopp. It's fucking great. They Kobe are best. Stand. They are best fucking friends. I never pictured 20 plus years ago when I was watching Luffy versus Axehan Morgan that the guy who held a gun to Kobe's head, or depending on the version, that spring, yeah, that mallet gun, that uh, that like a Rube fuck- Goldberg machine with I a was, mallet. I was about to say a Myers Briggs machine. You got the. <laughs> I was getting confused. Yeah, the Rube Goldberg machine gun. Um. I never thought that this man would be taking this many, like, lumps for this man afterwards. Garp basically gets up, and Aokiji, Aokiji gets a little bit too confident, and Garp just dogs everyone uh, who, who thinks that he's down for the count, and smashes the face of the island in two. It, it's pretty fucking sick. It, it, it's, it's one of those aspects of One Piece I've always thought. They are never... I've always kind of known that all of these characters that have been hyped up could not possibly live up to the hype. And I, I, I really don't think they can. It's cool and everything. If you, do, do you get what I'm, I'm trying to say here? It's all cool to see Garp destroying these massive things with ease and everything, but it's like, it's never going to be quite as legendary as like you probably thought it could be. You know what I mean? The build-up. It's like Duke Nukem Forever when that came out. There was no way it was going to be good, as good as it was. But this is pretty cool. Garp is pretty badass. Um, Garp basically says to uh, Kobe, Kobe, you gotta destroy the hand. But I can't do it. Yes, you fucking can, Kobe. We all know you. You're new Garp. Kobe, you're new Garp. Yes, you can. Yeah, he is literally, like, passing his will over to you. And we even get another flashback of uh, Garp thinking on a time where uh, Helmeppo came to Garp while he was like, where's Kobe? And he says, well, he's kind of fucked up right now because... His hands and everything are all fucked up right now because even after all the training that you put us through, he still goes and does an entire night on the battleship bags. <gasps> That's my boy. And and this like is obviously the reason why Garp thinks that Kobe can do it as he comes out with his um God. <laughs> oh. Oh. Yeah, I too am also allergic to Kobe. <laughs> As Kobe comes out with basically his Deku smash moment 
as he uh, comes out with the move Honesty Impact, destroying the entirety of the arm, completely cleaving it in twain, and even hurting the main body of the Island Island fruit user as it like cuts back to his main body wherever that may be with his arm like getting it, it, it reminds me of um like the end of part three of Jojo where the the wound like leads up to Dio's face and everything and it like explodes outward you know that shit was yeah. cool as fuck uh, everyone's impressed I, I, I'm not surprised by any means I knew he could do it we all did and um I just didn't want him to do it. <laughs> <laughs> the ship gets away and Helmeppo catches Kobe. Because again, Kobe, as capable of, as Kobe is, he literally would not be able to do any of this stuff if his main man wasn't there to give him back up. It all seems like a victory, but Garp has been kidnapped. And we get this great, great shot of Garp on the ground with a spike of ice going through him he's like stuck Alive to the ground because well, we can't kill him you know he he's frozen to the ground you got fucking some of the cut in half he's at, he's only <laughs> missing in action he's what's missing his fucking intestines <laughs> he's he's surrounded by the blackbeard pirates you know vasco shot aokiji uh shiryu uh san juan wolf and everything like that pizazio the island guy as um Garp reminds them, and because and it, it, all, it all returns to the beginning of the chapter. Leave the old geezer behind. You're you're the future. Your potential is limitless. I believe in you. And we get this fucking cool shot of Aokiji, like standing over Garp, with like you know his eyes are all like blacked out and everything. Is he's con? It, it, it's a question. Is Garp dead? Probably fucking not. But no, if Oda, it's cops and robbers, and but, they say in the newscast he's he's missing in action. So like <laughs> they refuse to call this fucker dead. I, like they're not even they're not even gonna flirt with I his know. death, even with the spike through him. They're like he's not dead, he's just injured. Again, it's cops and robbers. I know, but it's like, what if he did? I know I always go into this. I'm always like, what if Oda did have the cojones to? just kill a character off like Garp and be like, no, they're dead. Luffy finds out Garp's dead. Because I, I I mentioned it the other week. I think Luffy has a lot to talk about with Garp and I want to see that conversation. But at the same time, I don't think the so. tragedy... I think, I think they're just going to punch each other and move on. <sighs> Probably. but I don't, the think, I, I don't think Kobe... I don't think Garp and Luffy have ever really had much to talk about. Fucking Kobe's the one he talks to. Mm, true, true. But I, I also would, I, I appreciate the tragedy though of Luffy, like never not getting to talk to his grandfather or see him again, and like you know, the unresolved shit. Yeah, yeah. We're not doing, we're not doing this again. I don't know. We might, we might. But finally, nah. what I'm most excited for is the fact that, however, another story would also gain the world's attention. The Egghead Incident, where Emperor Straw Hat Luffy would face a siege on the island of the future. So, Egghead might be going on for a lot longer than we think it well, would was. We're, we're, we're heading into the climax of Egghead now. Yeah, it seems but, but, like but, but, it. Hopefully, things are going to be more focused now. Yeah, because it, I've we've been talking about it for a while. It's been in I w I don't even want to call it a rough patch. There were a few chapters where even I was saying it was like, getting a little fuck. bit rough, and you're and you're sitting there going, "What the fuck is going on here?" Yeah, I was. I was very. But no, like, this chapter was fucking sick. It was like Garp's, I love Garp. 
Garp, the sword unit and everything. Everyone was pretty cool. The art, uh, honestly, I would actually say there is some, uh, I want to say there might be some noted improvement in Oda's art, actually. Do you think it the feels... laser eyes worked? I, I, I think they do. It seems like, like, there's, there's some parts where obviously, like, you know, there's a lot of characters to draw. It's, it's, uh, it's a big fucking fight. So there's a lot of, like, little scribbly guys around every now and then. But for the most part, I think there's a lot of, like, real strong, like, lines and, um, like, just solid line work, even on these, uh, shots of, like, loads of characters. And I, I want to say that, yeah, there's maybe been some marked improvement. The shot where he takes out the island, like, punches its face, uh, the scale of it is fucking spectacular, actually. All the buildings, the arms flailing, the legs, uh, the ship, and just the angle that he has. Yeah, it's a cool shot. It, it really is. And even the bit where Kobe eradicates the arm looks really fucking great. It, it is very early My Hero Academia, strong impact and everything. It, it just reminds me a lot of Deku taking out the training robot. Yeah. So, um... Strong chapter, but I'm finally fucking happy to be out of this, uh, zipping and zapping between, like, the past, the future, and we're finally getting back to Egghead Island. Thank fuck. Thank you, Oda. Right. But they're you on haven't... break next week. I mean, all, all of our, uh... Are they all on break next are week? Guys are all on break next week, yeah. E even Horikoshi, is he? Yes, he is. Finally, Horikoshi. You can actually take the break when it's offered to you. You don't have to go an extra week and then take a break afterwards. Just take the break, my man. Yeah, so uh, now do you want to talk about wild strawberries? I really yeah. want to. I keep I... thinking about wild thornberries. <laughs> Hello, I'm Nigel Thornberry. I'm Nigel Thornberry and my daughter is a Genki or whatever the fuck it is. Eliza! No! <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, you you start off with a uh, wild no, strawberry. You, you're the one who pushed this. So I did. I did. You're the one who pushed for it. I I've only just read it though. You have you've had more time to like really like think on this. I only read the pilot. I only read the pilot. Oh, okay. I read chapter two. Wild Strawberry is about a post-apocalyptic Japan where people are trying to live their lives amongst seemingly randomly spawned alien plants we're not sure they, where they come the from exactly the last of us but instead of flowers it's it's instead of fungus it's flowers now yeah it, it's just any kind of flower really uh as tokyo uh one day just erupted with greenery and flowers car parks full of cherry blossoms buildings from everywhere you look just completely overgrown but the major issue that people face are plants growing inside of people and then eating other people and, and just generally running amok, really. As we open up on our main protagonist shoplifting, like, what little there is of the, uh, uh, in, in the stores of Tokyo and, uh, just threatening people with, uh, like, random flowers in his sleeve and everything to deter them, as, like, it may deter people for a moment, but what you should really be fucking scared of are these horrible, malformed, like, flower-people hybrids that hide in the dark alleys or just in plain sight as, uh, 
regular people and then sprouting out and blooming and eating and like fucking shit up it, it it's very visceral in the way it looks it's like bloodborne with plants it's it's pretty fucked up the art of this is immediately very detailed very cool and i like i like the use of color in these uh even around the black and white shots like yeah, you get pilots these always get always get color spreads and they use theirs to their advantage to put it in the story and i thought that was quite cool it, it, it is yeah like because the all of a sudden you have um uh leaves interrupting or breaking through the panels and uh they're colored and it's really yeah. it's really and it's, striking it, and it's a jump plus manga so not only is it really fucking good but they can break the rules a bit because even in I, i'm scanning through chapter two right now and they still get to use the colors in the middle of the um yeah story which is really cool i also have to appreciate like some of the characters lines like uh i'm not i'm not digging them all right now but uh there, there you can already see that there's like some strong character design elements that this artist has where um this main character uh his name i can't remember right off the top of my head i, I i'm trying to look for a because it starts off very much like a my name is and this is how I got here kind of thing. That, that kind of is what it is. As um, the main character comes home, talking about the situation that Tokyo's in, the blooming that has come into uh, Tokyo, engulfing the city, and people being taken over by these parasitic plants that kill people, and his sister, his um, not-blood-related sister, has one of these parasitic plants inside of her, as she has, like grass and trees growing out of her back or whatever but she also has like flower petals for uh eyelashes and it's a, it's a very nice design we then go to like you know a, a man erratically like scarfing down food in a restaurant and suddenly he explodes with trees and his organs and stuff just like you know hanging off of them and um this is apparently how the plants infect people by just exploding out of people and then if you're caught within like yeah. if you get splattered with their blood you get infected with it it spreads and, and then and, and they've already achieved a normalcy here too mm -hmm. that they, they've they already have a vaccination for this mm -hmm. it's just that if you're in the inner city you're less likely to be vaccinated like this is a this is a privileged thing Mm -hmm. That the farther away you're, that you're back, it's a reverse of Japan's current situation, where there's this desuburbanization currently in Japan. is the exact opposite now. The farther you go into the city, the more fucked you are. The, the deeper the force goes, and you're less likely to be vaccinated, and you're more likely to be fucking infected. Mm-hmm. I thought you wanted to take the reins from that. <laughs> no, I'm going to keep going. Okay, but yeah, they, they do mention that. Um... It is one of those things, though, where I, I question where this is going to then go from there with the initial mention of it. it you know what I mean? I mean, it's it, it's just another fire punch. Let's be honest. Ah, uh, he gets the power, is, loses the sister. It. You know what? That that was what came to my mind at one point. Things like fire punch and maybe a little bit of chainsaw man at one yeah, point. Yeah, where, where the, the loved one is with you, now part of the power. Like, yeah, it's shonen, okay? This this, this is repetitive. It's it's just another flavor of the same story. Yeah. Now, it's, it's more one of those things where, like, from the very beginning of something now, I can't help but wonder how it's going to pan out based on the elements that it shows at, like, the very end and everything. And I'm interested in where this goes. But it's also worrying, I guess. But essentially, this character was an orphan? And 
uh, picked up with this girl by yeah, two they people. Like a, they were a package item, and then they yeah. go and get adopted. But the adoptees also uh, happen plants. to be sentient. They're, They're scum- sentient plants, and they eat kids. Yep, yep, they adopt kids and then eat them. But, uh, uh, hey, guess what? The girl is also that he got adopted with also has a plant within her. But it's a special plant that she can control and manipulate. And so the main character endeavors to protect her from this day forward because if she gets caught, she's dead. And well, if he's even somewhat related, he's kind of in a in a, a stuck between a rock and a hard place anyway. His association with her and the time that he spent with her literally puts him on a death death list as far as the government's concerned. Uh, so yeah, he endeavors to protect her and be the best person that he can be for her and is all like, I want to take you to a restaurant. But obviously it doesn't work out like that. The government catch wind of everything. They, uh, you know, he has a conversation with a, a guy that was a formerly privileged rich kid, maybe whose parents would buy him everything he wants. And, um, I'm not sure where that was going really. They have like a, did, did you have any thoughts on that bit? It felt like it was going to go somewhere, but I was like, oh, I, what what was the purpose in that, actually? I didn't quite catch it either. Yeah, because he, he asks him, hey, if you get parents the same day and then you nearly get eaten alive, would you call that losing the parent lottery? And it's just like, what? Sounds like you've got issues. And then it just goes to him having to go home because, turns out, his sister's been caught. The landlady ratted him out, I'm pretty sure. And, um, yeah, government, uh, whatever, they burn her to death, they burn him to death, uh, he gets infected by the plant that, uh, his sister, uh, puts in him, and then we go to chapter two, which is basically, and, and, and this is where it, like, worried me a bit, it was, um, the bit with the incinerators, I guess, um, it, kind of reminiscent of how China handled the whole thing in 2020. And I'm wondering if that's... There's definitely echoes. Yeah, that's that's what I was looking... Because I can't... Oh, this, this series is definitely very much inspired by the COVID lockdowns. Yeah, that's what I mean. It is one of those things where I'm like, with all the mention, I question, where are you eventually going to run with this story if it's, like, inspired by those things? So that's what it feels like coming out of it and everything. Like, this is what this guy was, like, ticking down while in lockdown and everything and now he's ready to release it and shit like that so i i'm very curious where he plans to take it in the long run because i can't help but think based on the enemy and stuff is he gonna go with like you remember how attack on titan it was like what are titans and then it turned out it was just a man-made thing produced by a foreign power basically that kind of thing being around you has made me think about that kind of stuff now. <laughs> uh, it's it's jarring, I guess is what I'm saying. So anyway, he's basically stuck in a morgue the entire time and not much really happens. It just establishes his sadness, the, the lack of hope he has since his sister's dead. What do I have to live for? A giant plant breaks in suddenly, kills everyone eats the guy next to him there's even blood and stuff eats him there's even blood and stuff but then it turns out he's alive inside of them breaks out of it and him and the doctor are completely fine and that's where it ends i i i kind of had to like 
a chance to prove himself but there's an interesting bit there where again this is why this guy stands a bit out a bit he plays with the medium a bit mm. um he's very self-aware that he's on jump plus and he's blanking on fucking scenes so that when you're scrolling through your phone and you're kind of feeling the hopelessness of the darkness there yeah. until the word bubble starts showing up. I thought that was very interesting. Very yeah, interesting. I thought that my I thought it just wasn't loading, and I like went back and forth yeah, like five things. times. Yeah, and then you keep going. Yeah, it's really cool. And there's a really um, cool shot at the end where he's like bursting out with this like blue arm, and it's it's a flower arm. Really, yeah. he's all veiny and shit. He looks it, like it's, it's jump plus. They're gonna give this some time to work. He looks like a ghoul from Tokyo Ghoul, in my opinion. Right. Actually, like a but lot. But yeah, Strawberry Wild is another one. I'm 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 in the same camp as you. Is I'm not sure about this one. Hmm. I I think it's very high quality. It just may not be for me. Um, because it feels like I'm. It feels like we're just kind of we're ganking on chain. We're we're lo jump is looking for another chainsaw man. They're, they're, they're I, in the market for another chainsaw man. I don't. Right I don't think it needs another chainsaw man, though. I, I don't think it's possible to get another chainsaw man. Who is? Who is Ire Yomonetti? Yonemoto. Ire Yonemoto. Jump Plus really scatters these guys. I don't know where these guys come from. Apparently, this, according to my anime list, this might be his first work. It would, it, would, it would not be surprising with Jump Plus again. They really mm. take some chances. But they, you know and what? They give guys some time to shine. It, it's certainly a strong start in terms of visual, but I, I think dialogue-wise and everything, it, it's it's a little bland, in my opinion. I don't know. I, it, I, I agree. Yeah. It, it, it could be really cool, though. I'm... I'm not as hopeful as I was for Icehead Gill, which I think Icehead Gill probably won't last that long based on what I'm seeing from... It's fa fantasy has a. It's tough to be a fantasy manga and fucking jump. I it you. is. It is. But uh, Wild Strawberry, so far, it seems pretty cool, I gotta say. I'm gonna give you the catch up on Icehead Gill, though. That cool with you? That's fine. We got some time. Okay, then. So Icehead Gill gets back to uh, saving his friend, uh, Sarah, I wanna say? Gets back to saving his friend. They come out of a river. And Gil immediately, without hesitation, strips down to his bowl sack and starts, like, making fires to keep them warm and is all like, come on, get naked with me. And it's just like, no, fuck off. These clothes are, like, sacred to me and shit. I'm pretty sure that's what they were going for here. But at the same time, the individual that they were fighting last time, the bandit with his dog, has gone back to his big brother, who's, like, you know, even bigger and badder than he was, as uh, he's like, hey... This brat stole my money. You can kill for the first time in a long time, bro. As uh, we get back to Gil camping and uh, characterizing his him and uh, this girl's relationship a bit more. she He runs very hot. She runs very cold. He's trying to help her, give her food and everything, but she just won't have it. Her trust in people after the devastating events that have happened to her tribe, her family have, like, ruined her ability to trust anyone, even someone as cute and nice as Gil. But also, we get insight into how other people view Gil's father, uh, Daki, I believe, Drekki, like, Gil's father to Drekki, as, um, uh, while looking at the book, 
uh, the girl is like, this book was written by the world's ultimate warrior. And this immediately puts a smile on Gil's face without saying anything. He's like shaking about all excitedly and trying to like, you know, hide his excitement for the fact that this person has like, you know, a good opinion of his father, considering that his father murdered the prince of the kingdom that they live in. And, um, the girl's like, yeah, Drake, he was a great man. After all, he killed the king's heir for us. And immediately, Gil's like, oh, oh, what? The, no, no, he did not. My dad did not kill the prince. And this immediately sets up like an interesting, uh, dynamic, in my opinion. You know, these two people who have this, uh, like, you know, respect for this character for two different reasons. Gil, naturally, his son, loved him. It's his daddy, recognized him as a great warrior. And then the person who's like, and, and, and it adds more to the curiosity of who this character is. Because while we're like, yeah, Gil knows everything about his dad, but then you've got the aspect of these liches who take over people and make them do shit that they probably definitely wouldn't have been able to do or would do. It, it really raises a lot of questions on like what this guy is really like. Did he kill the prince and everything? Because we're also getting a lot of reasons why people would want to hurt the royal family in this. Um, this character, the girl's family, being, um, like, put into a pit, basically, and not allowed to have books or rights or anything. And then we even find out about this other character, the big brother of the bandit who attacked them in the previous chapter. He comes in with these giant boomerangs, and his backstory is that apparently Drecky, Gil's father, uh, it, it's very much, um... My Hero Academia, it's very much an All Might thing. Everything leads back to this singular character kind of thing, which I think made All Might strong. But in this case, while I think it like adds mystery to it, I'm not sure how long it will be able to keep these up with like, you know, the coincidences of, oh, your father had this much impact here, here and here and here before it just becomes a bit like tiresome if we don't see this character well, what I'm, at a what certain I am point because i'm scanning through this as you're talking about it mm -hmm. the art start you can tell they're definitely weekly now yeah the art's starting to look a bit rough and this is what do retry is also having issues with oh you're, you're still reading do retry i'm still peeking in and i can't see these guys holding up the art's getting very rough I don't know i think some of it looks pretty i like the angles i think I, I, think still, I still think I still Gil's the better cool. one, but yeah. Mm -hmm. But like, I'm starting to see a bit of a struggle to keep up with that uh, that workload. Mm, like we maybe. make fun of we make fun of Oda, but you know Oda's managed to stay here for 20 years. <laughs> this is tough on people. Yeah, my I heart mean, goes out. My heart goes out to them. Anyone who is pursuing manga as a career has a hard time of it. Even we have like the assistants and everything. It's it's a tough one to get into. Uh, but that's, but that, that's what I've been noticing a lot about all the newcomers. Like, the only one that I know that's held up is uh, Tenmaku uh, Cinema. Because go figure, that's a very experienced pair. Oh, yeah, absolutely. But uh, basically, this bandit's backstory is that Drecky, the hero, essentially convinced the king, hey, this guy might be a murderer, but maybe, but I believe he could be a better person. And uh, to quote the, the bandit, uh, he took the light from his eyes and left it at that, blinding him as uh, Gil basically comes in 
uh, because this dude starts dissing his dad, saying, yeah, well, he was stupid. His kindness was, you know, weak, and now I'm back to kill people, as Gil's not going to let that happen. And it just ends with, uh, you know, breaking one of his boomerangs and saying, bring it on. It's it's okay. I, I'm Some of these uh, cliffhangers that it's leaving on uh, kind of meh, but... Uh, I, I think this character's design is pretty cool, actually. The villain, he's got, like, the twin wolf heads on his shoulders. The boomerangs, uh, you know, kind of a cool choice of weaponry. He's got this, like, sadistic streak or, like, look with uh, the sharp teeth, and he's, like, cutting himself with his own weapon stuff. You know, bloodthirsty motherfucker. I, I like the... the gruffness of a lot of these villains in comparison to uh, Gil being this small, cute boy. It's very reminiscent of One Piece in that Luffy has these fights with these pretty brutal, traditional, like, piratey type characters, I guess, with, like, you know, Buggy and, like, you know, he's kind of gruff-looking with, like, the beard and everything, the way that Oda presents them, or uh, Don Krieg, or even Kuro and shit like that. I don't know, but I I'm looking at the actual engagement that Icehead Gill has, and I'm only going off Viz here, but it's not looking great for it, I don't think. I'm only seeing, like, maybe nine to five comments, to be honest. Yeah, Am I again, is this going to be my Red Hood, Ivan? It, it might, it might, I, I think that's the way it's working out to be. I think everything, any fantasy manga is going to go the same way as Red Hood, because that set the standard... That that could not clear, and I I've never seen a fantasy. Uh, I don't know if it set the standard. That on jump. I don't know if Red Hood set the standard. I think it went for a lot of formulaic things, like the whole, like the sort of exam type thing they went for. I liked the way they presented that with that one character, the fat saying, guy that, that was like interrupting. Was consistently great. It was consistently interesting, and it still couldn't hold a crowd. And I mm. said, Gil's doing the same. Is doing. I think I I think I still gets really cute. I think it's very cute. I think it, I think it's just a cutesy-fied, baby-fied version of Demon Slayer with a Viking mm -hmm. theme. So like, I'm definitely rooting for it, but I can't see. I, I'm not currently seeing it hold any more attention than Red Hood did, and Red Hood got fucking smacked yeah. out of the fucking sky. So like, there, it's it's just tough to be a fantasy manga for Jump. It, it, it does seem like unless it, unless it's very Jap Asian centric because the elusive samurai does well. It does, doesn't it? But if it's if it, if if you get very Eurocentric, more Western, because uh, they they really highly weight Japan's uh, viewership re readership, and they it just doesn't quite catch them as much as it does everyone else. I think they just haven't had the right kind of, like, European... I mean, like, Berserk. Berserk is European as fuck. It's, like, the yeah, most that, European that Japanese fantasy that, series. It's, it's unavoidable, that fucking series. Yeah. So it, it's, like, you need something that just blows you. Like, you gotta go hard if you're going fantasy. You know, I absolutely forgot about that I'm... that's doing quite well, actually. That, uh, that Chinese Ghost Hunter one, where it's, like, Jingeki... Or something. It, it, it's Jump Plus. Like basically, if you're on Jump Plus, it doesn't even matter how well you're doing. They're gonna hold on to for a long time. Yangshi. Jump Jump Plus has kind of become a develop developmental platform. It seems. Hmm. But the problem, but the, the the funny thing is, is unintentionally, it's become the better magazine still, <laughs> because they give these guys more time. That's why, like Wild Strawberry, I might not be high on it. 
But Watt Schreiber is probably going to go on for quite a while. Because it's still, the art is still very strong. The, the, that that mangaka seems to be, even though it might be their debut on a big platform, they appear to be very experienced. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I was going to say, though, the one that uh, is surprising me that it's still around is uh, Jiang, Yangshi X. Like, well, you, I'm, not you, sure what, I'm not sure exactly what it's called, but I know there's a Chinese-influenced manga that's... Yeah, like, I, I remember bringing it up when it first came out. Yeah. And recently, too, I noticed that, oh, wow, it's still going. But It, it looks plus. like a lot of, like... It's gonna go. It's gonna keep going. How's Fabrican 100 going? Fine. It's going perfect. Again, I, I think this is the, the frontrunner for the best fantasy jump manga right now. Mm. It's, it's chapter 30. It's doing just fine. It's, um... Did you check out more martial arts master Atsumi? Atsumi? It's not holding my attention. It's fine. It looks great. Like, I think that one's, it's art is holding up better than any, of all the newcomers. Mm. That's another one where you can tell the artist knows what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's fine. It's just, um, it's just not quite holding my attention. Like, I'll tell you right now, marriage toxin has completely taken <laughs> over my, my time. That's fair. I was actually... That, that, that's what I'm reading right now. Like, that's the one I'm reading religiously. I've honestly been thinking... And, and, and Tenmaku Cinema. Those, those are my two new big two. <coughs> you know what we really need to check out at some point that we've forgotten about completely? What's that? Jojo Lands. I literally mentioned it like a month ago. Remi that... Remind me. Because yeah. I don't... Because all of our, <coughs> our triumvirate is on <clears throat> break next week. So maybe we need to go check up on JoJo Lands and see if we can't find some scans of fucking uh, um, the demon the demon lands. I I I think we do because Yo, Yo, uh, Yomi no Sugai because oh. they stopped doing the fan translations because of K manga. But we all know K manga is fucking trash. <laughs> yeah, I I've so been I'm, looking. I'm hoping the fan translations come back. Every time I go into. Uh, like my comic shop where they do all the manga and everything like that. I'm always looking for Yomi no Sugai. I'm know, always looking for it. To catch up. Because otherwise, it, I don't think we're gonna be able to read it anymore. Because I'm it, not. I'm not buying tickets on fucking Kandanch's app. Shut it, the fuck up. Just give it to me. I mean, it. It. I'm. I'm looking at new translations. Sell right? ad space like Jump does. It's the easy solution. I think I'm, I'm looking at uh, new chapters right now. Actually. So yeah, we okay, really. So Ne next week, Yomi no Sugai and Jojo Lance catch up. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm totally down for that because as you know, do whatever I read Yomi no Sugai, I just feel like I'm a 12 year old reading Full Metal Alchemist on fucking. I, I agree. It's Firefox very, again. It's very early. It's very early Shonen Jump for me. I like it. it. It's fucking great. Love it. So that's that's what we'll do. Otherwise, we need to get going right now because I have an appointment for a recording because I'm that's working fair. on. Uh, World Heroes Mission Abridged right now, so mm -hmm. we're gonna sign off here. Uh, get excited for next week if we remember <laughs> Yomi no Sugai and Jojo Lance check-in. Sounds good, sounds good. See y'all next week. See ya! Mind the gap as you exit our podcast safely. Rebuild of Joycast is hosted by Ivan Leroy and Valentine Stokes. Leroy's written and directed works can be found on the Joyride Entertainment YouTube channel. Val's dulcet tones can be heard in many of your favorite anime and web series, such as Ruby, Lackadaisy, Gunbuster, Death Battle, and more. Audio engineering by Stina Carey. Music provided by Lo-Fi Geek. Intro and outro narration by Stina Carey. Outro music composed by Michael Payovich. 
Logo and visuals designed by Ivan Leroy. Keep the conversation going by visiting Joyride's public Discord server, where you can discuss this week's topics and more. Patreon donors also get access to our weekly anime watch club with cast and crew. Links provided in the description. Rebuild of Joycast is produced by Joyride Entertainment and Rock Voice Productions, LLC, and made possible thanks to Patreon donations from generous listeners like you. Thank you for keeping Joyride's engine burning.